0: Right, welcome everybody to the final episode of Love Island Cast Australia. I'm Chris Phelps and my co-host and very good
1: friend is Mr Dave Horrocks. G'day Chris and I have to say... I'm a bit emotional. Yeah, I'm I'm emotional for two
0: things, David. I'm emotional because we had a bit of the families today, and I'm also emotional because it's the last episode,
1: and I'm also emotional because I'm fucking so
0: pleased, my friend.
1: It's funny, isn't it? I mean, we've done this three times now and it gets to this point and it's like a bell curve, isn't it? You know, all the drama and everything—it's all kind of in the middle and and that's the most entertaining bit. That's, That's when we just can't wait to jump on the phone. But then it gets to this bit and you're left with pretty much the most boring couples, it seems. And then it's like one or the other and it's like, yeah... Do I really have skin in that game? I'm not sure, but I mean, what what took your eye? So we have got a couple of episodes to cover, haven't we? We had the dates episode yesterday, yeah, and then we had meet the parents today. Anything catch your eye from the from the dates?
0: Yeah. Well, first things first, I will say, as you say about the, 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 what we've done before, uh, my observation is. I know full well. We know we both have that sort of podcast fatigue because we have various podcasts going. We love it. We love chatting to each other. We chat to each other even we're not podcasting. You know, it's a running joke with with Sam and I'm sure it is with your girlfriend Dave that that we um are constantly chatting, texting, everything. But you know full well, as much as we're glad we're at the end of the, the light the end of the tunnel is come and we're gonna get a break, midweek next week, there's gonna be a text go down by me or you like. I'm missing not podcasting every day as much as, I know we've, I know the last couple of weeks we haven't done every single day it's been on because it's just because we've got life, haven't we? We've got jobs and stuff. So it's difficult to cram it all in. We always watch it. It's just getting and sitting down recording, but um, no, I I love it. I love the Love Island stuff. I love everything. Um I do think Temptation Island could be next, day, but that could be a little one-off podcast because it's not like it's on every <laughs> night. So uh, I want to have
1: should we do the Love Island cast does t- Temptation Island?
0: I think so, Dave. And and we could probably do that in two or three episodes, to be fair, because it's season one, we could go back, and I've only just watched that, so it'd be easy for us to do that. And then season two, I've not even started. So, um, yeah. And they're only 10, 11 episodes, so they're not like Love Island.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, it's probably... a. a- an opportune moment to, to read out a tweet. So we got from uh, Susan across at geek girl soup. I know uh, we had a message from her last, last season when uh, the U S season was on and she was catching up on all the previous seasons on Hulu. And she tweeted to us last night. It says, help me love Island cast. You're my only hope (laughs) (laughs) I'm suffering from love Island fatigue, but get this five UK seasons, one U S And Australia Season 2 updates on YouTube. Australia Season 1 has just come to Hulu in the US. So glad I don't have time to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, you know, Chris, as the super fan, I don't even think you've gorged quite that much on Love Island in one go. And and I, I do think because they don't change the format... I don't think it's, it doesn't lend itself to, to having a global audience necessarily, does it? No. Because they do all of the same things. And because you get different people in it, it you know, you get you get entertainment through the drama and what have you. But I, I must admit this season, you know, third this year, like we say, it's kind of like when it's meet the parents, when it's the classic dates, it's like, oh, can we just, can we just get to the end now?
0: yeah and the baby thing tipped me over the edge big time because i mean that's not something that's just coming this year dave that's been in a couple of seasons of love island uk and and to be fair they've shortened it because everyone kicks off about it i don't know whether they get a backhand or a summer and it's something that has it has to be put in the contract they've got to have this sort of responsible person day where they try and make them act like normal human beings and stuff but in the UK, one day, if I could be wrong, but I'm sure it was a couple of days this went on for, and they're not sleeping or anything because the babies are fucking crying. So, and it's awful <laughs> to watch. It's just a proper grind. And I know we only get an hour snippets either side, but it, it, it really is a grind to, to sort of show any enthusiasm. And I, I, I dread to think what those guys are going through when they maybe have the baby for six, seven hours in the, in that. Uh, The villa, you know, because I don't know, it's a very, very strange challenge. I don't. Let me tell you,
1: Chris, as a parent three times over, they don't fucking have a clue what they're going through. Because no, no. for for even one or two days, it's fucking nothing. So every time I see them going, oh, I'm so tired. Fuck off. Get a real one. (laughs) Yeah. They. I mean, obviously, I've not been three times. I've been
0: one. And I remember those heady days, you know, luckily my daughter's 19 now, so I'm actually the child of the house, as my wife and Jordan actually tell me. So <laughs> it's um, it's interesting because you're so right. I was a bit uh, sneezing, sorry. You're so right, Dave. You know, it, 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 you haven't got a fucking clue. Not one clue what they're going on about. So it's just a weird, weird challenge for me. It really does seem strange. Now, Dave. You did ask for an observation, and the one thing I took out of this whole episode was there is not a cat in hell's chance that Cartier's dad is not gonna say to Matt, if you fuck with my daughter, you're going under that patio son, because he did not look <laughs> at all one bit <laughs> interested in Matt at all, did he?
1: Well, you know, and again, we've just we've just said as as fathers of daughters ourselves, I, I think you can kind of empathize with him um and where he's coming from, you know. So so when we going back to yesterday's episode, uh Cartier, I, I, I do have to say, when Matt starts crying, it's like it triggers something in me to go, oh for fuck's sake, you know, yeah. get over yourself. I don't know what it is, but when Cartier starts to break down, there's something authentic and genuine about it. And it fucking has me going then. Yeah. <laughs> so she did it last night and she did it tonight as well. And and it just set me off a bit both times. But she was saying to Matt, you know, about uh, her dad's worked his ass off. You know, sounds like he's a single dad. Um, works his beans off to send them all to private school. And again, putting myself in that position, I was thinking, yeah, you would, you know, to do that on your own, you would have to work your nuts off. I bet he's so fucking proud she's on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to go, yeah, okay, Dave, thinking I don't really think that, Dave. But now you've given me the pause, I realise the irony in that comment. But um,
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. I just, I just think he probably had higher hopes for her <laughs> to go on to Love Island. But I can absolutely see why he's a bit standoffish because Matt, you know, I can't see him if Matt was with my daughter, I wouldn't be that trusting, you know, because of the way he's flitted from girl to girl with all of that said, I don't actually think they make a bad couple. And the reason is they're both quite emotionally needy. Yeah. And I think that kind of works for them. It works for them until it doesn't work for them. If you know what I mean? I don't know. I I don't think there's a long uh, relationship in there, but there's, there's something that could go for a few years, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think what was funny was she's like, oh, do you like him then, Dad? He just like puts his thumbs up as if to say, <laughs> yes, of course I do, darling daughter. You know, I, I, I don't buy any of what Matt was doing. It looked so insincere. And when his mum come on, Matt's mum and his sister, and she's like, "All right, sunshine." And I've just done a Cockney accent. I can only apologise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, geezer. All right, my son. You're right. Um, that's fucking terrible. I'll never be an impressionist, Dave. Never. So, it, it, even then, and he did the old tears. it was fuck all coming out, really, Dave. I'm not. I wasn't really buying into any of that at all with him. And, and like I say, he looked so insincere towards Cartier and the brothers. He really, really did. I just no, not for me at all. I'd be very surprised if they see out the month, to be honest.
1: Well, I, I'll, I'll have a gentleman's bet with you. Okay. I, I think they could go for a, a little bit longer, like I say, because of that emotionally need, emotional neediness that, that they both have. But, um, Let's well, keep our we'll
0: to the ground, Dave. I reckon he'll it, definitely be going up to the 110, 120 mark of his conquests
1: pretty I, soon, to be honest. Say, when, when he, um, when he was saying he needed to finish off some relationships, you know, before, before they carry on, I genuinely thought he was talking about like Vanessa and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fucking hell, really? You know, you're going to do this right before, but no, no, I thought it was, I thought it was a nice little move. I thought it was cheesy as when they were going back through the little clips and stuff, It was so forced when, you know, he was trying to get out of the friend zone and he's like, I see you. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, oh, it's so cringeworthy.
0: No, it is. I I think you're right. And you know what's really bad? Like, I don't believe Matt and Cartier are a real couple as such. I think she does, but I just don't believe him at all. I don't don't at all agree with any of his intentions towards it other than the fact that he got to the final and he got to the last two. Cynthia and Aaron and Luke and Anna all seem very, very genuine, as in they will seek something outside. I mean, Aaron opened up on yesterday's episode about losing his father, didn't he? You know, it got me a little bit that day. I'll be honest with you. I I did feel sorry for the lad. I think it's the first time I've actually
1: thought he's been genuine. I I really did feel for him. So, uh, not to cut across you there, but I wasn't sure about that. And I don't know if it's because I'm, I've maybe built up this prejudice with Aaron that I just don't really trust him. And when he said that, I thought that's very interesting that on the eve of the final, when the votes are coming in. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. That's when you choose to drop that. Mm-hmm. I, I, that seemed odd timing for me. You know so what, Dave? I, I, yeah. I didn't buy it to be honest. And, and, and I, and, I... Yeah, if if it's true, and and you know, if if it is true, then obviously that is a terrible thing. But you know what, Chris, if if your dad had passed away just before you went onto this show, and you just, you know, in that week before, I imagine it's quite manic and everything. Anyway, you know, to get yeah. getting everything ready and what have you. So, I I just don't think you'd be able to hold it together. You seem to hold it all together quite well. So. Again, it could all be true, but I just thought it was a bit tactical for me. You've done me there, Dave, because I'm usually on the reality
0: bullshit meter, and I I didn't even think of it from that point of view at all. I I got sucked into the story, and it takes a lot with these shows for me to be invested in it. So I I hope to God he's telling the truth, because that's a hell of a thing to to use as a bit of leverage to try and get through the final. I I, I just can't see that, Dave. But I think... There's been worse things happen on reality shows, Dave. Fucking trust me with people. They, they fucking sell the soul to the devil if it means they're going to win or get in the OK magazine or something. So you never know. But what I was getting at as well, Dave, is so you've got these four people who are actually a couple, Cynthia Aaron, Anna and Luke, and they're genuine and they're all loved up and everything. But watching it on TV as part of this show they are boring as fuck, aren't they? Let's be honest. (laughs) It's boring watching them tell each other how much they love them and stuff. It's nice that they found love and all that crap, but there's just no drama. And, And I think that's the problem, I think, with maybe the format. of of love island like you said the fatigue the people i mean the uk one was proper bullshit because there's no way that greg and amber should have won that it was absolutely fast that he was the ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. he came on at the 92nd minute won it all took his medal and went home you know and then obviously it was absolutely fast he'd only been in the show (laughs) less than a week but that that was a little bit controversial but again this is just it just, for me, it's great viewing and I'm dying. I'm like, go on, give us some, give us some. But it's just, it just became too nice. And like I say, I think it's careful what you wish for. The people I didn't want in the villa, I was sort of towards the last couple of episodes thinking, we're just dying out for Owen and one of his fucking bullshit <laughs> speech or one of his maneuvers or something, or Cassie giving it some. I said it the other day and I just felt that, unfortunately, the, the right, they sort of left at the right time. But what they brought to the villa was actually not bad TV because it brought a lot of buzz and a lot of discussion between us and on social media.
1: I do have to ask, though, you know, because we've been through, you know, in this last six months or whatever, the UK, the US and Australia. You've seen all the previous seasons as well. All the seasons, it's been fairly dull couples who've won it. And it just has me question, what are we looking for in the the winning couple? Because <laughs> surely to to kind of to win it, you kind of have to be a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, uh, in any of the other seasons, has it been like a fiery couple with loads of drama or, you know, it, I, I just think that the nature of the show, that by the time you get to the last few couples, they, they've got to be a bit loved up or act like it. Um, and that doesn't make for entertaining TV. No, I, I'm trying to think back to the UK ones, like, I think,
0: I can't think of a name, but I'm sure the guy was called John, who won the first one, ended up on Only Way's Essex, and then the second season, I think was Katie and Scott, Scott Thomas, who's the boyfriend of Ryan Thomas, who was on Coronation Street, Dave Jason Grimsdale, um, he's actually just been on coach trip with that like, Vicky Patterson, who won I'm a Celebrity a couple of years ago, the Geordie Girl, but I think they won it, Katie and Scott. About six degrees of Kevin Bacon, this. I know, sorry, I know. Yeah, very spieler, innit? boyfriend's girlfriend's sister knows this guy, who knows this girl. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to, um, you won't know if you have a clue who any of these people are, but but they were a little bit fiery uh, as couples, and they won it. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're probably stumbling on some of their day. They sort of weed out everyone, and the, and the ones who were quite vanilla sort of just, Peter over the finish line I mean look at the US one there was nothing really controversial about the whole series there was only the cowboy what was he called who who was a bit of Western Western. he was a bit of a flip-flop merchant we both didn't like towards the end he was a a really strange character
1: but you look at it and and it's like Zach and Elizabeth you know really cute couple but once you've seen him on screen for like four weeks you're like right I'm fucking bored of this now yeah yeah (laughs) So I don't know, I think, um, I, I just think the nature of it. I do think, I, I've seen a, a few tweets going out that, you know, some people aren't very happy that, that this boring couple have, have won it, but I just, I just think it, it's always going to be a pretty boring couple and I think they're the most deserving. I, I think it would have been um, a bit of injustice if Matt and Cartier had won it, to be yeah. honest.
0: Yeah. But the, but again, Dave, Matt and Carter is very similar to Greg and Amber, as I've just mentioned. All right, Matt's yeah. been it from the start, but they became a couple by default because Michael fucked about, didn't he, with Amber, telling her, you know, binned off that other girl and then got back, tried to get back with her and she binned him off, to be fair, There's big respect. to him. Amber actually won that whole series because she didn't stand for his shit and he thought, and everyone thought they were back on and she fucked him off and I think that's what swayed the, the
1: audience and he's laughing now. He's going sorry. into, uh, sorry, i was gonna say amber won it you know she and she was an interesting character wasn't she she didn't stand for any shit but you know she won it though because michael was a complete dick to her and greg wasn't exactly greg was really nice to her and it was just that perfect storm and that was why they kind of went through and, and won it there
0: now dave there would have been a riot if fucking anna had won it let's be honest now come on our good friend. Bye,
1: bye, been on bye. This podcast. Fucking with her own fucking
0: gangster fingers.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I, I'd
0: have been canvassing outside the villa for her not to win. I hated her. Oh, she's a horrible, horrible person. But Dave, to coincide with what we've just discussed, we've have had another email, and I've got to say, we've had some fantastic emails off a lot of our listeners this series. Thank you, guys. I love. We both love receiving them, but the one we've received now is probably the best name anybody has got Dave that we've received. Now he's come from the US and this person's name is fantastic. Hennessy Green, Dave. What a name that is. I thought it was an absolute belting name and he simply says, Love Island, Australia. Hello guys, another great podcast. So glad that I found you guys. You make the show worth watching. I'm in the States so I listen to your podcast on the way home from work and I always have a laugh. Thanks for reading my tweets on air. Two things, Number one, most of these reality shows get boring as they near the end of the run. The will-they-or-won't-they pie-em-off factor is the main reason for watching. At the end, it almost never happens when they announce that no new singles are coming in. These shows, uh, in brackets, Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise, etc., are all horrible. One exception is Temptation Island, and and Chris, <laughs> if you think season one of Temptation Island is crazy, season two is a veritable threesome by the third episode of the season. Well, Dave, it's definitely on my recording list. <laughs> and number two is, as far as what to watch next, other than the glorious train that wreck that is Temptation Island, I think you should give the old seasons of Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pad a look. Both are very similar to Love Island. They both have the wild wow factor when it comes to the relationship drama without losing steam at the end. Thank you, Hennessy Green. So uh, I think that's a great email, Dave. And also, it does show that I definitely need to start watching the second season of Temptation Island.
1: <laughs> well, I've got a bit of a backlog of things that I want to watch that are not reality-based, so I'm going <laughs> to plough through those first. But I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm sure, well, I am sure you will keep trying to grind me down as as you feed me tidbits about, oh, this happened, that happened, and and I'll end up getting sucked in as uh, as the godfather. <laughs> now, just before
0: we go, I do actually have an announcement, Dave, that you you don't know about, and it's not really an announcement, but as you know, I have done a bush sucker trial in my time. In 2010, I won a trip to Australia. My wonderful wife wanted to go. I couldn't afford it, and there was a local radio station in Manchester called Key 103, had a competition on. And what you had to do, Dave, was go up against four people, and he... Witchetty grubs, mealworms, locusts, live locusts. I might add. And the final was to, had to eat two eyeballs. Obviously, we didn't pull them out of whatever eye they'd come out of, but had to eat two eyeballs. And I did win the trip to Australia, Dave. And with I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, coming on, Dave. It's only right that we announce that we are not doing a podcast on that show and we will just be watching from the comfort <laughs> of our homes. So <laughs> I will could hear, be, the yeah. huffing, hear the huffing. or a huffing. glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody would like to email me personally on the Love islandcast at gmail.com, I'll tell you exactly what it was like eating eyeballs because it was like a rubber ball and there was just water in the middle. And Dave, no. at that point, I'm going to leave all he is and say, It's been a great ride, my friend. I've suckered you in, and you better get back. Recharge them batteries, because in seven weeks' time, we start again with the Love Island UK, my friend.
1: Goodbye. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Several weeks. (laughs)